the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone. On this, it's Tuesday. It is May 4th, and it is uh, the lunchtime. It's 12.06 on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is petro.com. I want to say good afternoon and welcome in everyone that is uh, tuning in, part of our live stream that we do on Facebook Live. You can be part of that. Just find my, well, not part. Well, yeah, you can be part of it because people comment. It's all uh, right on Facebook at the uh, Facebook page is John DePietro Show on Facebook. We're also, you know, we're always posting different stories. It's a happening. You can be part of it. Uh, just find it on Facebook. It's John DePietro Show. This portion of the program on this Tuesday, rather cloudy uh, Tuesday. Good day to get some things done. I had a little rain earlier. It's going to be cloudy all afternoon, but then uh, a little bit of rain this week. But, folks, we actually need the rain for those that, uh, will you hear me talk about Lawn Doctor? And uh, thanks to lawn doctor for crying out loud i mean it um never my grass right now is so green you can have that call lawn doctor of rhode island today best thing to do is they have a great website so if you're listing right now now it's the first week of may there's still plenty of time to get your lawn in order and they are just the best it's lawn doctor listen when you uh you know there's something wrong you go to a doctor why not same thing with your grass with your lawn lawn doctor especially right now with the fertilization weed control log on to their website again they have a terrific website it's lawndoctor.com lawndoctor.com and george and the people over there are just so terrific to deal with the reason to deal with folks and again you know you want to improve your home you know what's amazing is if you look at a piece of property and someone has a beautiful lawn it doesn't it just makes the whole thing look that much better. So take pride in your property. You can call them for a free quote, 401-392-1025. 401-392-1025. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. It's Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your lawn care company. And again, they have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, outdoor pest control, annual programs, all their lawn care services, fertilization, weed control, mosquito control, uh, tick control. And they are, George and the staff there, I'll tell you, they're, they're thoughtful. They let you know, you know, they're coming out. Uh, they'll call one. We're going to be out tomorrow if that's okay. Yes, that's okay. But right now, jump in on the, the spring program. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take pride in your lawn with Lawn Doctor. And... Since you're getting your property in order, why not swing by Rhode Island's number one garden center? It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. With Right now, they have hanging impatience bags. You should see their potted tomatoes, 12-inch potted tomatoes. They came in beautiful. I was there just the other day. Debbie was showing me the 10-inch geranium hanger, the 12-inch geranium pots, all assorted colors. It's never looked better. <clears throat> PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. See, this is why they're... Rhode Island's number one garden center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're right off of Route 4. Stop it and see them. It is just such a joy, and I always get 
a great email from people that say, Juan, thank you for telling me about PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. They're open seven days a week. They work so hard, 295-4399, and easy to get to, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, there was uh, big doings uh, on this Tuesday. So today is Tuesday, May 4th. And coming up uh, um, at 1230, our legal analyst, Tim Dodd, is going to join us. This is a big development with this. It's hard to believe, but the Derek Chauvin trial, I talked about it a little bit. And this juror that was doing interviews that uh, Tim Dodd and I actually talked about, well, now it turns out, and I did post this on the Facebook page, but you haven't seen it. Maybe you're going out right now and uh, you're in the car and you're going out for lunch, but I did post it. And without question, um, this guy lied on the jury application. He is an example, this juror that they caught, and there's a photo of him in D.C., and no one, I want to be very clear, no one's defending what happened with Eric, with uh, Officer Derek Chauvin. But at the same time, folks, we, you know, he's entitled, he is entitled to a fair trial. That's the way our system works. And it's try, it's hard to argue that he got a fair trial with this new information that has come out. And obviously, a lot of people are upset about it, but I don't see how. This is not going to be, well, we'll talk to Tim Dodd, but, you know, part of you fill out and one of the things, you know, specifically said was whether or not have you attended any type of George Floyd protest or a police brutality protest? And he answered no. And the only problem with that is there's a picture of him and there's a picture of him, Brandon Mitchell. Derek Chauvin, jury, juror, excuse me, he was the one doing some interviews. He had some some provocative things to say. Oh, you know, it only really took 20 minutes and there's no question about it. And, um, you know, that now he's trying to say, oh, yeah, I might have been in D.C. Oh, yeah, I may have. Um, well, it wasn't my shirt that I'm wearing, but he he was in Washington and he was wearing that shirt. And it certainly seems we'll find out from Tim Dodd. But I, I um, it specifically says right on the juror application that you have to fill out on whether or not two specific questions. And it sounds like he forgot, possibly, or didn't even know that he had posted photos of the two of them at a protest and he's wearing a shirt. That says, you know, something along the lines of like, get your knee off my neck or or something like that. I did post the story, I should say, on the Facebook page. And, and I was also it was. Um, it was interesting to me that, like, for instance, this morning on Good Morning America, they certainly didn't want to highlight the story. But he may have risked the verdict being spotted at a BLM rally. And I, I just don't see how they get around it. You're at a BLM rally wearing a shirt that says, get your knee off our necks. Brandon Mitchell, he was one of the jurors photographed on social media, August 28th protest in D.C., in which Floyd's relatives spoke. Get your knee off our necks in BLM. Now, he answered no to two questions about demonstrations on the questionnaire sent out before jury selection. Well, he wasn't truthful. So it certainly would seem to come down. And I'm just going to hold up for those watching on um, Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook Live, there is 
the photo of him, and it's very clear. There he is, and he's apparently with his uncle and brother. He's got a Black Lives Matter hat, and he's got a Martin Luther King shirt, and it says, get uh, your knee off our necks, BLM. I mean, right there. So we'll find out from Tim Dodd. But, folks, what I want to play for you right now is all the protesters and the Democrat Party and the Abolish the Police and you know what? It's it's an interesting uh, dynamic for me is because a lot of times when these stories hit and I'm talking about the woman I talked about this last hour, but she was um, going after that sheriff that stopped her. And <clears throat> finally, the New York Post prints that she's a black woman. You know what? The media, they don't even mention race anymore. And I'm sorry, but I, if we're talking about race, let's let's talk about all race. And this isn't the white supremacy we keep hearing about. So this woman gets pulled over. She is so obnoxious. This police officer is talk about cool under pressure, professional, polite, doesn't get rattled. She is a teacher. She should be fired. She supposedly has her son in the car. You get your your supervisor over here. You're, she doesn't know. He's, he's wearing a body cam that he purchased with his own money. She is despicable. I can't stay. I loathe her. I was actually getting angry listening to her. She's insulting. She's degrading. She's demeaning. She's obnoxious. Where's the taser gun when you need it? What an absolute just trash slob jerk. Calling him a murderer. I'm filming you, murderer. Absolute filth. And then starts yell, never be white, yelling at the Mexican. That's a hate crime. I hate this woman. I would, they, you know, it's too bad. It's too bad a different type of police officer. I wish a female police officer had pulled her over. And then said, why don't I drag you out of the car? Who do you think you're talking to? What are they supposed to put up with? This guy was calm. He was cool. He was professional. She's so disgraceful with her actions. You know, I, I just can't stand the other side. I just, uh All right, here, I want to play it for you. Um, Tucker Carlson broke it last night, by the way. And, um, you know, I get your supervisor out here. She's insulting. She's nasty. She's rude. She's mean. She, it's hateful. Calling him a racist Mexican. That's hate crime. How is this not a hate crime? You know, in fact, finally, I was like, you know, she looks black, but no, no, a woman, right? Can't say that. Finally, New York Post, black woman yelling at him. Let me, uh, let me just play you the audio, which is all you really need here. Here we go. Yeah, yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing You're me? correct. Uh, I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to that. record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell like, phone while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. You. May I have your driver's license? Lady, shut up. I, it's at my apartment. Oh, driving it's without a license. It's at my home. Let's tow the car. My son to his do you have what, Do you have your driver's license? I, it, I mistakenly left it at home. Oh. Do you have a picture? Tow of the car. License? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor? Oh, shut up! I already did. He's on. Already the did. He's on the way. Okay. You jerk. Got so it. So you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Yes. 
Is that why you're harassing? Yes. Not and no license. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to Taser, taser. When they're harassing me. By all means. But you can't do it while you're driving. I was I can I wasn't doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have and you, had a you scared me and made me think you were gonna murder me. Okay, well Shut up. you feel that way. Well, you're that's not just a feeling, you're a murderer. Okay. You know, where do you get off? Sure. Thank you. Sure. Perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So oh, congratulations! Murderer. Congratulations! You're a murderer. What's your last name? You better watch your mouth, please. Stop shaking. Sure. No, because you're scaring me. You're threatening to kill me and my son. He never did, you liar. Who is this woman? You're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm not smiling. You're the one. She's an idiot. You're a liar. Yes, it is. You're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous. No. You wait for me right here. Okay? Doing his you're job. All you need to do is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. There you go, Ben. Sign inside for the red box. Right for him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. Under citation, man. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. You know, how is that not a hate crime? Is that not the most I'm going to play it again, even though I actually get angry. Folks, good afternoon. It's Shonda Petro. I, I literally get angry listening to her. I can't even imagine if I was there. She's driving Mercedes, by the way, but lives in an apartment. So what does that tell you? OK, well, I'm a teacher. How about the stuff about the white? You'll never be white at the end. You'll never, why don't you borrow a buck and go buy yourself some class? How dare you talk to anyone that way, let alone a police officer who's merely trying to do his job? What an absolute, if she's a teacher, that, so that's someone that's in the classroom with children. Oh, my God, this lady. I, uh, he was calm and professional. I want to play it again. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing you me? You are correct. I pulled you over because... Because you're a murderer. Uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell Shut phone while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's... It's at my apartment. Oh, apartment. What's your apartment? Tow the it's car. At my home. I'm just taking my son to his. Do you have a, do you child have a in the license? car? I, it, I mistakenly left it at home. Julie do you Cleaver. have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor? Oh, shut up. I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. You know, lady, if you say that one more time. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? No, I'm giving you a ticket me? for being a blanking jerk. I, I am enforcing the law. I have Shut a right up. to and record the police when they're harassing record this. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I, was, I, can, I wasn't doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you, had a you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that How way. How well, obnoxious. That's not just a feeling, you're a murderer. You're rude. Can you zoom in on that for me, Sure. Dude? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal. And I'm a teacher, so there. Oh. Congratulations. Yeah. You're a murderer. You know, you better watch your language, lady. Well, here you, you go, murderer. Slob. 
Zoom in on that for no, me. No, because right? you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. Yeah, and you're a liar. Okay. Well, what a role model. Well, you keep smiling yeah, when you're on camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not didn't smiling. Say that. You know, you're you are such a liar. Still, I can't see that. Uh, is this your car? Yes, it is. Um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous. Hey, this nutcase yeah, is a teacher? I'm shocked she can right even here? drive. You're jealous. Citation. All you need to do is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Hey, go, ma'am. Sign inside the red box. A, right for there. him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. Sign the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? Wow. You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. There you, you go, be dear. White. Have you, a good day. You want to be white so bad. You know, I uh, I wish that woman lived. I, I mean, if there was ever a someone to go protest out in front of wherever this despicable, disgraceful, sad excuse for a human lives. Holy cow. The, the, the uh, restraint that that officer showed. Where do you get off? She's a teacher. She's a teacher. What is she teaching? Despicable, rude, disgraceful liar. See, she didn't know his body cam was going. She's such an idiot. She's an idiot. There are idiots among us. There are. There's nothing positive. So it's too bad her son is in the car watching all this. I don't know how old this child was. Media won't report that she's black. How is that possible? What has happened that we can't report on that? Do you think they'd report if she was, oh, I don't know, white? What do you think the headline would be then? The wokeness. Folks, people are coming unglued. Good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. Now, about the Chauvin juror, we're going to talk with our uh, legal analyst, Attorney Tim Dodd, coming up at 1230. Folks, I want to remind you about J. Perry Paving. You know, why not call J. Perry Paving? This weekend is Mother's Day. Then it's Father's Day. Hey, why not improve your home? Residential, commercial, seal coating patios, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook. Call them for a free quote. 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Right in Warwick. They'll give you a free quote. And they have the best package for veterans. The best package for veterans. So if you're a veteran, there's no bigger supporter than J. Perry Paving. Maybe it's the driveway. Maybe it's a parking lot. Remember, benefits of asphalt paving. Can't go wrong with the blacktop. Snow melts right off. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Maybe your grandkids come over. Have them put in a little basketball court for them. J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great, great website. Free quote, and especially for a veteran. If you're a veteran and you're having your driveway either patched or paved or patio, and you go with someone else, you're making a huge mistake. Or just explain your father's a veteran, your grandfather's a veteran. You're not going to get a better package. No one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Folks, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. Now listen, today's a perfect day to do a little furniture shopping. Why not hop in the car? Maybe you're in the car. Swing in and see Steve at Gilmore Furniture, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. I was there just last Friday. Beautiful selection. You know, they have great prices seven days a week. They have great prices at Gilmore Furniture. Quality furniture, 
1590 Post Road Warwick, one mile north of TF Green Airport, right off of Route 37. Call them at 737-0100. But if you go to the website, to petro.com, you can link right through. And you'll see beautiful recliners, dinette sets, sofas, uh, mattresses, flip mattresses, get double the life out of them. Gilmore Furniture. Family tradition. And Steve is terrific. 737-0100. I'll see you at Gilmore Furniture. So, folks, the big news also, um, as we're going to be talking with uh, Attorney Tim Dodd coming up at at 1230. But the uh, the big news is going to be Vice President Harris is going to be in town tomorrow. I, I can't get over that lady with the police officer. I mean, that is it is it's actually infuriating to me. That anyone would just be that uh, rude and condescending and then you're lying. But, you know, should we be surprised that, hey, what, what part? Who do you think she voted for for president? Is this really you know, if you're listing right now. And you say, I don't care. I vote for the Democrat in the race. At, at this point, you have to really look at who are the people that are also in the party. Because I, I don't, that woman is, is just an absolute disgrace. But this is, you know, weeks and months of, of you know, the police are domestic terrorists. And, you know, the police are mur- and everything else. Hey, I go back to none, no one. None of these people in the Providence schools will condemn the remark made by a student and the media, other than yours truly, the John DePietro show, the rest of the media, they were there and they won't run the comment in the news. How is that not biased? Why can't you say the woman that was driving, that was insulting that Mexican police officer? Why can't you say she's black? Are they afraid you? they get called a racist? Like, what's happening now? They, they're giving sanitized news they're giving news that they feel that you don't need to know that i think it gives context to it i can tell you this one thing if if she were white we know how about that woman in central park that nut last year that karen yelling at that guy we knew she was white why they they block out her face when i i really want to i really want to find out who she is but i want to play this was just last week in Providence. The media was there. Let's be very clear about something. The media was there. They wouldn't report on what I'm going to play for you. Teachers were there. No one corrected this person. There were adults there. No one said, hey, wait a minute. That's not true. No, they all just sit there and nod. Here it was last week. We do not need policing. We need accessibility to adequate mental health services. Police are killing children. They're domestic terrorists in our building. The fact I that and I when I go back and forth because I have been under attack by certain teachers. Do you know they 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 still won't condemn the remark. No one would say, "Hey, listen, school resource officers are not domestic terrorists. School resource officers were put in the schools for protection, so they're not killing children, and they're certainly not domestic terrorists. Why are you saying that? You shouldn't be saying that." But no one says anything. And then it results in that type of woman screaming in that manner at that that sheriff. How is that not a hate crime? If she were white, let me ask you this. If she were white, would she be charged with a hate crime? Let me answer that. Yes. But because she's black, it's not a hate crime. Saying you're a murderer, Mexican racist, you're never going to be white. All we kept hearing was January 6th and the white supremacy at the cat. 
the Capitol and blah, blah, blah. Asian hate, Asian hate crime, right? What happened to that? I'll tell you what happened to that. Suddenly when they started to show all the attacks that were going on, seemingly all the people that were involved with the attacks suddenly in New York, they were all black. And then what happened? Well, they stopped hearing any stories about Asian hate crime. That's what happened. I mean, it's just so predictable. But that woman, it took the New York Post. I read the story and saw the story several times. Finally, the New York Post said black woman yelling at. Good luck on that with the the, lo- the locals. Forget about it. They wouldn't even report on it. We're still the only ones reporting that 40,000 illegals were registered for the census in Rhode Island. And so apparently that's. You know, okay. No one has a problem with that. Uh, No one's reporting on it. As they now describe them as hard to reach people. People that are, you know, hard to reach. Well, why why are they hard to reach? Do they live on Prudence Island? Do they live off out on Block Island? Like, what, what makes them hard to reach? Well, no, they live in Providence. Oh, all right. Well, it shouldn't be that hard to reach them. No, they're hard to reach people. Oh, why, why are they... Why are they so hard to reach? All right, we are um, uh, supposed to be, we're going to be talking with, um, here we go, with um, folks joining us um, uh, on the line with us right now is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Good afternoon, Tim Dodd. Hey, John, how are you? Very good. Well, Tim, uh, thank you for joining us on this Tuesday. The reason, uh, obviously, I wanted to have you on is this story about the Chauvin juror, and I want to sit back like everyone else and just hear you describe the the new news that has come to light and it looks irrefutable well it's it's very troubling john this juror named mitchell he's the guy who came out right after uh like within a day of the jury verdict to tell the world what went on in the jury room um somehow he knew that the other jurors and he weren't um discussing the case now you're not supposed to discuss it he seems to know that the jurors had other things on their mind but again they're not supposed to be discussing the case so now it comes out you know videos and pictures are funny things back in august of 2020 which is obviously after george floyd was killed and before the trial commenced uh mr mitchell was in washington dc at a rally ostensibly commemorating uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s um, I Have a Dream speech. Now, at that rally, um, Mr. Mitchell is photographed and videoed with a shirt on that says, quote, get your knee off our necks, um, and a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. He was with relatives. One had a BLM t-shirt or sweatshirt on. The other had a Black Lives Matter shirt. Now, that would suggest that perhaps this guy had a little bias that he's got to get your knee off our necks uh, shirt on. Also at this MLK rally, um, there were many speakers. Amongst the speakers were George Floyd's siblings, Philanise and Bridget. So they're up there talking about what happened to their brother. So although it's an MLK commemoration rally about his very wonderful I Have a Dream speech, it sounds like this um, event was co-opted to some degree by BLM and um, 
George Floyd um, issues. Now, this guy now is um, one of the potential jurors. And as we know, when he was talking to the media after the verdict, he said he was very anxious to be on the jury. He wanted to be part of something historic. He was very motivated to get on this jury. There was a questionnaire, and the questions are not very artfully drawn, John. One of the questions was, quote, did you or someone close to you participate in any of the demonstrations or marches against police brutality that took place in Minneapolis after George Floyd's death? Well, he says no, because he didn't do that. Next question, quote, other than what you've already described above, have you or anyone close to you participated in protests about police use of force or police brutality? He says, no. He says, it wasn't about that. I was in an MLK march, but it was a march that the, the overtone, I think, was, at least in part, hearing from the Floyd family about what happened to their brother and how he was murdered at the hands of uh, this Derek Chauvin. Did he answer the questions incorrectly? No. But clearly, I, I think that either the questions were, I don't know what the other questions were. Hopefully there were more questions which would have pinned him down a little bit further. The other thing is, whenever you're um, to be seated on a jury, the judge will tell the, the jurors, here's all the players. So the prosecutors stand up. Do you know any of these people? The defense attorneys stand up. Do you know any of these people? And sometimes witnesses will say, yeah, that prosecutor, he's my next door neighbor. Um, I don't think I could be impartial because he's a great guy. So you'd get knocked off the jury. The judge then goes through a list of all the potential witnesses, which would have included, I believe, the Floyd siblings. And uh, the judge would also give an overview of what was going on in the case. So there were many opportunities that this guy, Mitchell, I think could have been a little bit more transparent. I don't think he quite lied, but I think he left a perception which was ver for the for the world to hear or for the lawyers and the judge to hear versus what was really in his heart. That's just my su su suspicion. The, the other thing here is <clears throat> this guy Mitchell said after the verdict, this case is a good start. Well, what do you mean it's a good start? It should have been a standalone case with a standalone decision, not a good start against what? Um, police um, deaths that are involving uh, police officers and black victims. I mean, what's it a start of? We know what the guy's saying. We know what he means. Um, it just seems like he was very disingenuous and probably got away with sitting on a jury when he was biased to begin with. So the real question is, what does this perceived bias by this juror do to Mr. Chauvin? If this was the only issue, just this one juror, I don't think it would be enough to flip the case on appeal. But it's just one more item to put on the scales of justice. So what does Chauvin have? I mean, and we've talked about it, but all of the things add up. The judge didn't delay the trial. The judge did not grant the motion to change the venue to somewhere else. The judge didn't delay the trial after it came out 
on the cusp of jury selection that the, the city had settled with the Floyd family for $27 million. Uh, the judge didn't do anything to poll the jury after there was the, uh, the accidental taser shooting a couple of 40 miles away. The judge didn't sequester the jury at the beginning of the trial. Now you got added to all of those um, items, which are arguably legitimate grounds on appeal and legitimate um, issues of the judge abusing his discretion or simply getting things wrong. Now you get this juror um, who they got pictures of um, at an event and displaying messages and hearing from the Floyd family, all of things which I think if known to defense counsel or the court would have knocked this guy off the jury. Tim Dodd, uh, just the fact that, you know, his, he's trying to explain it and say, well, I, it wasn't my shirt, and, as if that should matter. And, you know, it was just a trip to D.C. The fact of the matter is, if, if you are Eric Nelson and you're, in this case, Officer Chauvin, you, you have a right to not have someone sitting there on the jury that they can call it whatever they want. But that was when you're wearing a shirt that talks about the neck. And BLM, and you're at a protest slash rally, however you want to phrase it. Um, I, I think that's pretty reasonable that you wouldn't want one of the protesters sitting on the jury. Well, again, that that's where the uh, fine line is being drawn here. Yeah. Was he, was he at a protest against police brutality or was he at an MLK anniversary oh. rally? He's going to say, I went to an MLK rally to commemorate his speech. Right. Um, I had a shirt on and I, the Floyd people spoke at the rally, but that's not why I was there. And I was not there to show my animus towards the cops or my bias against the cops. Oh. So he does have a talking point, but the fact that this um, video or photographic evidence is with him yeah. at this rally with a don't kneel on my neck shirt oh, on. Come on. And that, he can talk all he wants about the MLK rally. Yeah. That shirt would be evidence of his bias. And when you've got that shirt on, a few months after the George Floyd incident, I mean, it's no mystery what that message is meant to convey right. and what incident is being talked about. And I want to just be very clear. There's nothing wrong or illegal what he did, but you just can't then misrepresent your feelings, especially one of the questions. Did you attend one of these protests? Which, by the way, the prosecutors, Tim, they agreed to the language in the questionnaire for the jury. Right. The prosecutors agreed that those were those parameters were acceptable. Correct. As did the defense did counsel. The defense. So now one, one thing we don't know, John, just like with jury instructions. The, the questionnaire is submitted to the jury. Yep. Now, the defense may have objected to some of the questions, which would be appellate issues. The defense may have asked for other questions which did not get included. Okay. Um, those That would also be an appellate issue. Just like, um, and I don't think we talked about this, before the judge charges a jury in any sort of case, yep. the judge says to the lawyers, these are my proposed instructions. Defense counsel might say, Judge, 
I don't think your language regarding this element is correct. I suggest you charge the jury utilizing this alternate language. And here's the case law that supports my contention that my language is more correct. If the judge says, that's very interesting, but I'm not changing it, I'm keeping my language, then you've got an appellate issue hmm. for the reviewing court as to whether you preserved objections to instructions which might have misled the jury, just like you may have preserved an objection to these questionnaires if you objected to things in there and objected to things that you wanted that were kept out. Hmm. We don't really know that. But those could also be appellate issues for Mr. Chauvin. Mm -hmm. I don't think a new trial is going to change the outcome for him, um, even if he gets a new trial. But he's entitled to a fair trial. And it seems like in many respects he didn't quite get that. Yeah. Tim, just one other thing. Now, uh, he's now supposed to be sentenced in June. Um, is there anything that could happen with this new bit of information prior to the sentencing? No. Yeah. Anything that now happened during the course of that trial and information we're learning after the fact would be matters to put before a um, appellate court. Okay. Um, there's no way the judge is going to declare a mistrial at this point. The trial's over. He can't do that. Yeah. Folks, he, uh, we'll talk to him more on Thursday. He's our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job, and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. All right, folks, there it is, Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. I also want to get to this. Um, right now, it is um, 1242. Have you heard about this uh, accused murder for hire plot that um, Amanda Milkovitz of the Boston Globe has a great story on it? I'm going to tell you about it in just a moment. But, folks, I want to remind you again that you want to stay nice and healthy during this time. Stop in and see our friend Marie. She's open today at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. If you're on Menden Road right now, pop in and see her. She's diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You call her at 305-3585. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products. How about local maple syrup, honey, beef fresh gum? Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's My Health Plus hemp and cbd products shop local plus she has a reflexologist there's also pilates classes massage therapy it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland now we have some unique stories up on the website depetro.com don't forget depetro.com which is brought to you by soul source restoration you want to take every precaution to prevent the spread of uh, the virus you want to clean disinfect Soul Source Restoration. Their website is soulsourcerestoration.com or call Mike Seepy. Request a full uh, quote at 401-712-2700. And there's a direct link right at the website to petro.com. Soul Source Restoration. All right, let me get to this uh, murder for hire case. An unlicensed contractor named Amigo. Now, I'm working on and, and expect to have more information on this story. Listen to this, folks. And again, right now, it's 1244. Good afternoon. Maybe you just stumbled into the program on 99.9 .9 FM or AM 1380. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Please thumbs up if you're watching on Facebook Live. Share that you're watching. Click the like button. Become a um, supporter of the page. Unlicensed contractor named Amigo accused of trying to hire a hitman, torture and kill another contractor. And a man he thought was an employee 
claiming they owe him $8,500. Augustin Vinas, 51, owner of Vinas Construction in Providence. It's a little convoluted, but listen, it's being held without bail, federal custody. Investigation found he offered to pay 3000 Offered to pay three thousand to have both men killed, and another five hundred to make the bodies disappear. The man thought, the man he thought was a hitman was actually an undercover police officer, who asked Venice repeatedly whether you're sure you want to go through with the killing. He said, "I'm a one hundred percent sure," and said, "I'd sign a written contract with the hitman. I want you to make that guy disappear. The contract he wanted to kill." told Globe, Rhode Island, he did not know his life was in danger till FBI agents paid his family visit late last week. So you can imagine going along, I'm happy he was taking that it was them that they were taking care of us, said the contractor's wife, translating for her husband, who asked for, well, to remain anonymous out of concerns for the family's safety. Also, he doesn't speak English. We had no idea of it. We were surprised, scared this was going to happen. Folks, these are the types of things happening in Providence. Uh, Venus now, he did not work, did not work for his intended victim's company, the contractor said. He referred Venice to a friend for an 11,000 plumbing job in 2019. The friend pays him 8,000 as a down payment for a plumbing job. But Venice didn't finish the work, so the friend hired someone else. So he gets mad. Contractor said he had no relationship or contact with Venice. There was no indication that Venice was allegedly plotting to harm him. He was just working, doing his job, never had a confrontation, wife said. That's what makes it scary. We have two kids. Venice residential license, it's V-I-N-A-S. Venice uh, residential license expired May 2019. His company also had a violation. No way. According to the State Contractors Registration Licensing Board, last month, V-I-N-S, Venice appeared to run into an acquaintance in Central Falls and said the contractor, hey, he owes me money and threatened to harm his family if he didn't stop asking for payment, according to the affidavit. Venice claimed, I completed the job for the contractor and I'm owed 8500 now he wanted the contractor and one of his employees tortured and killed. The acquaintance said he would help, but then notified the FBI. While under surveillance by the FBI Rhode Island Safe Streets Task Force, the acquaintance and Venus met in the parking lot of a family dollar store in Providence. I'll tell you, folks, family dollar stores are becoming the center of the universe in Rhode Island. The acquaintance secretly recorded a conversation with this guy, Venice, who offered 3000 for a hitman. To kill two men and 500 to get rid of the bodies. I want you guys to make that person disappear. You understand me? If you get rid of the body, it's better there's no evidence. I want to torture them first, then kill them. (laughs) The acquaintance ended up introducing Venice to the, quote, hitman, who was actually an undercover police officer. Venice told them he wanted to kill, gave the hitman the contract his cell phone, Number, cell phone number, address, and description of his vehicle, saying he's the primary target. The other man was secondary, but he'd be easy to kill, according to court records. Venice met with the hitman twice more last week, paid a total of 300 for the killing, and to show he could pay the remaining 2700 when the job was finished. He was arrested by members of the FBI Rhode Island Safe Streets Task Force on Friday, 
federal criminal complaint charged with use of interstate commerce facility, commissioner of murder for hire. First of all, you never meet with anybody that many times. I'll give you a little mob education here, folks, at uh, 1249. You don't meet with them that many times. Number two, there's no way you're getting anybody to take out anybody for three grand. I mean, that's, there's no way. Folks, I'll tell you how most the time. Most people won't tell you this. It's 1249. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, because of my occupation, as many of you know, I've gotten to know over the years some of the people that are somewhat involved with what people consider to be organized crime. So I'm not saying whether they are or they're not. So one individual shared with me a story. And this is someone in Providence. And this is someone who you're going to like this. Um, who is known to be connect quote connected to organized crime, and big guy, tough looking guy, been in the can a couple times. But anyhow, what this person told me is very often people will approach this individual. Let's just say his name is uh, I'll say say it's Tony Soprano. All right, just so I'm not going to point the finger at anybody. So what I understand, uh, I was told that these people that don't know any better approach Providence's Tony Soprano and say, I want you to kill. And there's all kinds of people, people that sometimes they owe the money through a gambling debt. Sometimes they owe the money from a business thing. Sometimes it's... um, the girlfriend's uh, ex-husband, all kinds of different scenarios. So the pigeon, if you will, they go to the Providence Tony Soprano and say, I need you to kill this guy. How much? And they'll say 5000 3000 up front, 2000 cash, 2000 when the job's done. The guy's like, great. Meet tomorrow. Here's the 3000 Here's the guy. Great. What do you think? Tony Soprano or Providence does? Nothing. <laughs> a week goes by. Two weeks goes by. Guy's like, what the hell's going on? The pigeon goes to Tony Soprano Providence. Says, hey, what's going on? You were supposed to take that guy out. I gave you the three grand. What do you think Tony Soprano Providence says? He says, I don't know what you're talking about. And if you come around here again... I'll either call the police or I'll, you know, beat the blank out of you type of thing. Sometimes, So now he just pocketed three grand. What's that going to do? Go to the police? Hey, I gave that guy 3000 in cash to kill someone and uh, he won't kill. You know what? Where are you going? What are you doing? Zero. So sometimes I'm told he'll then go to the other one that's supposed to be killed. And say, hey, do you know such and such a pigeon? Yeah, yeah, he's my, I'm dating his ex-wife or whatever. Yeah, he he gave me 5000 to kill you. But I'll tell you what, I'll take him out if you give me 5000 The guy says, yeah, good. Yeah, take him out. Good, I'll give you, you know, all right, 3000 up front. 2000 when the job, same thing. He just pocketed six grand. He's not killing anybody. And now you just have these two idiots running around thinking like, yeah, I got someone's going to take care of him. I went up and seen him on the hill. Clowns. 
doesn't work that way. I'll tell you, these people are watching too many things of The Sopranos or some of these other shows. All right, folks, I want to remind you, good afternoon. I'm going to play again that woman. I, I just can't stand this woman that was doing that to that uh, sheriff. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to remind you about R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, call them today, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook. Their website is com, or you can... Um, Again, call them 732-6562, whether it is plumbing or heating or cooling. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, residential services. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 732-6562. Now, folks, you hear me mention the website. We always have unique, interesting stories up, such as I really believe that Blake Filippi would be a tremendous challenger against Congressman Langevin. He is uh, he's looking at it. There's a lot of people who would like him to run. Um, I'll tell you else is I'm just so impressed. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm so impressed so far with the campaign by Caitlyn Jenner to run for governor of California. Remember Bruce Jenner, who's now Caitlyn Jenner. And I don't mean that in any negative way. But, you know, as a new commercial out going after Pelosi, Garen Newsom uh, says transgender, transgender. Girls should not be competing against regular girls in high school sports. Caitlyn Jenner is framing issues that regular people can understand. And I really wish the Rhode Island Republican Party would learn some of that. No one is voting because of a climate bill that doesn't kick in until 2030 or 2050. But they will vote about people that want to abolish the police or defund the police. No one's voting on some of that stuff. They will vote about something they understand. Like, why is it that boys that suddenly say, you know, no, I identify as a girl and I want to run in this girl's track meet and I want to become all state and then I'm going to get a scholarship to college. That's not fair. That's wrong. That's wrong to the girls. But on the website, you have that. You have the story about all the illegals in Rhode Island. Folks, and it's sponsored by Jay Freitas Construction. Let me ask you a question on this Tuesday. Do you need a handyman? Call Jamie, 837-4545. Deck staining, Jay Freitas Construction, 837-4545. Whether it's deck staining, interior painting, hey, handyman services. Always good to have a handyman. Contact Jamie, 837-4545. But if you're riding along and say, Juan, I can't remember that phone number, just go to thepetro.com. And you can see the number right there. Let me play this again because it's just so appalling. This is the result. People wonder what's the effects of all of this. Abolish the police, defund the police. The police are terrible, blah, blah, blah. People wonder about that. You want to know what the effect is with the regular person? This, a Latino deputy pulls over this uh, black woman in California. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing me? You are correct. I pulled you over because... Because you're a murderer. Uh, Yes, I started to record because you can't be be on your cell phone while you're driving. I was recording you because you scared me. You can't use your cell phone while you're recording. May I have your driver's license? it's, It's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his. Do you have a, Do you have your driver's license? I, it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? 
I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. Terrible. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? Not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to record the police when they're harassing me. By all means. But you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't texting or none of that. You have, and you, have you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, you're, that's not just a feeling. You're a murderer. Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me, Sure. Jay? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So there. Huh. Congratulations. I love you're that. Congratulations. What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well, you here you stop, go, stop murderer. shaking. What a jerk. Zoom in on that for no, me. No, because right? you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. Can you give me okay. the, the well, you, you, I'll tell you what, you keep smiling yeah, you're on camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not didn't smiling. Say that. You're the one who's crazy. Hold that still. I can't see that. Uh, is this your car? Yes, it is. Um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous? Yeah, I don't think about? so. You wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. All you need to do is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Thank you, ma'am. Sign inside for the red box a, right there. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. Sign the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll Listen never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. There you, you go, be dear. White. Have a good day. You want to be white so bad? You know, what an absolute disgrace that woman is. I, I just, I can't believe it. Folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9. But what do you expect when it's nonstop? They're murderers. They're domestic terrorists. Police are killing children. Blah, blah, blah. Then you get an idiot like that. Hey, folks, remember, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny, it's Patricia, it's West Fountain. Call them. 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. If you're ever in an accident, let's get it fixed with West Fountain Auto Body. 272-3340. 272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. It's 1259. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take... Uh, Get an update with the one o'clock news and then also another hour to go next hour radio only put on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website depetro.com. So we're going to break for the one o'clock news. Another full hour to go. The power hour is next right here on the John DePetro show. 99.9 FM W260 DC.